Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Happy Monday. Welcome in another edition of Snaps Live here. As you can see, I have a even better looking, smoother hair, nice flow, even than my main man, T-Bob, who currently is in Disney World right now having a blast with his family. He'll have the week off. So I will have guests throughout the week breaking down different topics to uh, keep you all up to date with what is going on with college football. I'm Aaron Murray, former quarterback at the University of Georgia. He is J.D. Bickell, the legend of Cornell, the man at On3. You can go check him out there. It is like Christmas Day for On3, and we'll get to the whole transfer portal thing uh, eventually on this show too. But uh, kind of the roadmap for today, one, obviously before we get into that, like, subscribe. The road to 10K is so close. If On3 can just give us another 250 people, we would hit 10K today. So maybe J J.D. can give us a little bit of love as well. Uh, so make sure you go share, subscribe, all that good stuff. We appreciate everyone. Uh, it was one of our best weekends yet with all the great stuff going on in college football. Uh, we're going to get a little reaction again from, from JD, myself, digesting everything going on in the playoffs. We'll look ahead to some of the matchups. We'll talk about those, who we think ends up winning the entire thing. And then on the back end, we'll get into the portal because it has been nuts, especially with quarterbacks trying to go out there and get that money. JD, beautiful flow. I didn't have a great hair day today, so I put my hat on. Uh, appreciate you jumping on with us again, as always. No doubt, man. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm happy to come on here, especially because I feel like I always leave with higher self esteem. Like I get told about 
my jawline from T Bob. I get I get compliments on the flow from you. So man, like anytime y'all want me on and are willing to boost me up, I'm I'm more than happy to come on. But yeah, I just wish we had more to talk about, man. I wish there was something going on in college football today, but alas, we'll we'll make do. How far are we? The, this game, I just feel like it's, it's it's so close to exploding even more. And you, someone, you've been around the game a long time. You play the game. You cover it now. You do a great job over there on three. How far is we always talk about the NFL's three hundred sixty-five days? Like the NFL has done such a great job of marketing. Like you can get NFL content, news, updates, excitement the entire year. Three sixty-five. Are we getting there when college football? Like how close are we to being a sport that is talked about every single day of the year? You know, I think we're there, Aaron. And a, a big reason why is because I get to have a job. Like the yeah. reason why someone like me gets to be hired to talk college football year round is because there is a demand for it. And so the fact that we're at this place now, yes, the games are obviously going to be even more intriguing with conference realignment and those big time matchups with, you know, the Big Ten at Oregon and USC mm-hmm. and UCLA and Washington and the SEC expanding. Uh, but also days like today with the transfer portal, like we legitimately have college football free agency. And so the mm-hmm. same way in the NBA, you're tracking what's going on in July, even though they're not playing games. Same way you're dialed in now as a college football fan. This is like another bigger version of signing day. So I'm here for it. And obviously, I'm glad that I get a paycheck for it. But I think we've arrived mm-hmm. at that point here. We're at 365. Yeah, it is. It is so much fun. And, and next year with uh, bigger games, extended playoffs, uh, you're, it's just going to be a lot more excitement to get into it. And we'll get once again, we'll get into the transfer portal. Uh, just looking at some of the chats real quick. Uh, if If Snaps does hit 10K this week, you know I'm going to be rubbing it in, t- in T-Bob's face forever until we hit our next milestone. So, like, I don't know if that's going to be 20 or 25K, but, you know, when we hit 10, you know, I- I'm going to send T-Bob a little 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 text letting him know that I- it was me that pushed us through to that 10K. So, come on, people. Help me out a little bit uh, so Thanks. I can rub it in T-Bob's face after this week. All right. Let's get into the reaction. So, playoff committee came out with their top four yesterday. One Michigan, two Washington, three Texas, and then the the ultimate suspense. I, I swear they were going to go to commercial. I was so surprised that ESPN did not go to commercial, uh, and then went to six, and then four was Alabama, five FSU. Were you shocked? Were you disappointed? Uh, what were those initial reactions, JD? Yeah, well, first I about had a heart attack because they went to six and because they went one, two, three. And I saw Georgia and I was like, the the guts to put Georgia in at four. I was about it, honestly. I was like, yeah, they're probably one of the best four teams. Uh, but so once I recalibrated and figured out, okay, the number four spot hasn't been filled yet. And we saw that Alabama was four. I think there's probably two emotions. And one is like, hey, the committee probably did the wrong thing when it comes to logic. Like you probably should have put Florida State undefeated. There's precedent there. It makes a ton of sense. So in that way, it's the wrong thing. But I also think the other emotion I had was it's probably the best thing when it comes to college football Mm -hmm. playoff. And so when it comes to your protocol of, hey, we got to have these four best teams, I love Florida State. Like I think Mike Norvell is probably one of the best coaches in college football right now. Probably the best coach in college football that doesn't have a national championship to his name right now, if we're being honest by the nature of what he did this past Mm -hmm. offseason or this past season, rather, an offseason building up Florida State. Um, But when you talk about just best four teams, and that's – that's the phrase we've heard a lot. I do think there's a way it looks on paper with Florida State being undefeated, but I think when it comes to actually playing the games, uh, Aaron, you were there in Atlanta and you saw what Alabama did finding a way to beat Georgia, who won 29 straight. And so I think if we talk about best four teams, they probably did what was best for the playoff. And um, I was in, in some ways kind of relieved per- personally. 
but but I think this is this is the, the the dilemma that I have, and I put this out there yesterday. If you're going to purely put this on a who do we believe is the best four teams in America? You were there in Atlanta. You saw that epic battle between Georgia and Alabama. Would you not say Georgia's a better answer than Washington? I mean, like, yeah. I, I feel like there's, I feel like there's me, like, like that's the if, like, if you're purely just saying, okay, we, we, we believe that it would be a better football game if we put Alabama in this playoff than Florida State, whoever they get matched up with. I mean, whether we put, you know, three or four or whatever. Would you not say the same thing if Georgia was in the playoffs compared to Washington? Like, would that not be a stronger four team battle? Like, if I look at that, I mean, I'll give you two. If I had Michigan, Alabama, Texas, and Georgia as option A, or if I had Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama, option B, you're taking option A. Would you not? Yeah. Like, if we're, if yeah, that, that's no, your I goal. Think, so, like, is it just, just because they have Penix? Is that, 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 that's the big difference, I guess? I think so. And I think also, cause I was looking at this, Aaron, as we led into it, like, Hey, what is, what are like the, the protocols here? If you're the committee, like yeah. what is your formula? Quote unquote, it's more, more art than science. And I think that's actually in the protocol too. Um, what are you trying to get done here? And so one of the qualifications, and we knew this going into it was conference championships being a really big mm-hmm. deal. And so I think with Washington having won their conference and passed the eye test and, you know, checked all those boxes throughout the course of the season in, in different you know capacity, uh, mm-hmm. That made me more okay with them, you know, being, but I, I totally see what you're saying. Like if you lined it up tomorrow with Georgia and Washington, you probably favor Georgia at neutral site. Yep. Like that's probably just the way that the bookmakers mm-hmm. would, would see it. And so in that sense, I, I, I do see that argument, but I think at the end of the day with the way that Washington has played to this point in the year, um, I said it on our last time I was on here, like Washington, if they beat Oregon for the second time, like I, I have nothing else to say about Washington. I think they just yep. continue to be one of the best teams in the country. So I think that part of it was, was correct, but it's uh. A lot of people have to say 12 next year. I mean, it just, it, you, you get told as a player and, and listen, it's, it's, it's a good life lesson that things aren't always going to go your way, no matter how hard you work or what you do. Like you just, the ball may not roll your way. Like you think as a player, I did everything I could. We went 13 and 0, and we answered every question of, of, can we win? And can we win in conference? Can we win out of conference? Two and in the sec. We challenged ourselves for LSU. We took down Florida. We did this, we did that. We did everything. Yet we still didn't get in. I just would be frustrated as hell. I, this is the next question: If 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 Florida State was healthy, if Jordan Travis was healthy, would they still have put Alabama in ahead of them? Like if that was the same question of, you know, hey, Michigan's in, Washington's in, um, you know, you got a one loss Texas, one loss Alabama, an undefeated FSU. How do you think that would have shaken out? I think at that point, the hypothetical around Florida State has a lot less validity to it, to keeping them out. Because I think the the thought process you go through by keeping Florida State out is, okay, well, we think because of what we don't know your quarterback's going to be, mm-hmm. we don't know about Tate Rodemaker, we don't know about Brock Glenn based on a small sample size, we think that Alabama's better. But if you have Jordan Travis in there, you know, you're, you're not really guessing anymore. You kind of have some more certainty around what Florida State is and, and what they're going to be in the playoffs. So at that point, I think you lose a lot of credibility if you don't put Florida State in. And I mean, mm-hmm. quite frankly, I think the playoff committee uh, is is getting a lot of uh, unkind mm-hmm. direct messages and voicemails from the good folks of Tallahassee. And they have every right well, they to should. them at all. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I, I don't think you could, I don't think they would have left them out. I think Alabama would have been, which there's, there was no way in my mind that they were going to get in above Texas. Like Texas 
was going to get in before Alabama. It's one of the criteria, head-to-head matchups. We look at that. You beat them by double digits. I don't care what you say about Alabama and how good they have improved during the season. Everyone's improved. Most teams have improved from from early in the season to end of the season. And, you know, hell, Alabama snuck by Arkansas. They had a almost a pseudo Hail Mary versus Auburn. It's like, I don't, I don't know how, like, this, this isn't, this is still a very similar team. Your quarterback has gone better, but uh, so is everyone else in certain aspects of it. So I'm torn, man. Like, I, I, I as a fan of college football, I'm happy because it will be more competitive games because I, I do, hell, I think Alabama wins that first game, anyways. Now, you know, that matchup versus Michigan. Um, so you're, you're getting more competitive games. I'm sure ESPN's happy with the decision. I know Kurt Herbstreit is happy because he doesn't have to watch a blowout most likely. Uh, but I just, it, it's, it's just a really crappy situation for Florida state. Uh, and hopefully it just maybe puts a little bit, even more of a fire under their fans and, and players and coaches to go out there and, and, and try to do the same damn thing next year. All right, let, let's get to these matchups real quick. So Michigan, Alabama. Uh, I love it. Very two very similar football teams with how they're built. Uh, Texas, Washington, same thing. Very similar with how they built, especially on the offensive side of the football. Let's start with the first matchup first. Michigan, Alabama. What do you like? What do you not like? You know, kind of what's your feeling on this game? The interesting thing to me about this one is when Alabama has the football, it feels very similar to Georgia, and not necessarily you know, like they run the exact same scheme or the same personnel, but just in the nature of which. They play, you know, they're good up front. If Grant is a freak show when it comes to what he does in the interior, like 340 pound defensive lineman for them at Michigan. Um, but just the style of play in which Michigan is going to play similar to Georgia in the sense that they're going to let them make the mistakes. And so going back to that game in Atlanta, if Jalen Milrow has the kind of showing he did there and he ends up being able to get around the edge and, and being able to get downhill like he did against Georgia, uh, this could get very interesting in a hurry. Um, I don't know that Michigan has the same team speed defensively as Georgia. I don't, I'm not saying they don't, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. I don't know that I like Michael Barrett speed wise more than I like Smile Munden or any number mm-hmm. of those you know linebackers at the at the second level for Georgia. So that's going to be really fascinating, and I think Bama could could make a statement if they have something off that game to throw yep. the football as well. That could be a could be a good matchup. But I mean, offensively for Michigan, main thing is the main thing: can they run the football? And, and if mm-hmm. they can, it could be a, a clash of Titans. Yeah, I think this is this is two two teams that can they want to beat you up. I mean, it is going to be a physical, bloody, old school football game. I feel like, uh, and, and going back to Milrow and kind of what you brought up with him, it, it's to me if he doesn't make mistakes, they may win the national championship. Like that's it. Like as long as Jalen doesn't make mistakes, I think this is the best defense in the country. I think Michigan may be the second best defense in the country. Like. How good was it and how surprised were you that with how good Alabama was defensively? Yeah, I was very surprised, especially after that first drive where Brock Bowers was just feasting on that defense. And you're like, all right, hey, here we go. This might this might be Georgia just kind of applying some pressure here. You know, Alabama hasn't seen a defense like Georgia. Um, but no, for, for the defense, back to back to your point, just how talented they are up front. Um, and the way that secondary has improved. It felt like early in the year they maybe weren't quite as confident or as organized like we saw texas just kind of spread them out and steve sarkeesian got in his bag and kind of confused them and credit to alabama it felt like they kind of doubled down on who they were in the back end they just played a lot of man coverage they trusted their guys 
Uh, Caleb Downs, true freshman All-American, is going to be one of the best of all time in Tuscaloosa when it's all said and done. So the way those guys have elevated and continued to, I think, grow in confidence and look more like a Saban brand kind of secondary, I think that's the the big difference for me. I mean, if they can keep from having big plays and then they, they force Michigan to just drive the football on them for the entirety of four quarters, um, not to say Michigan is not comfortable doing that, but you got to feel pretty good about your chances if you're living in that game where it's right around a seven-point mm-hmm. back-and-forth kind of game. I tell you what, I was, I was re-watching the coach's copy yesterday, J.D., of, of the, the SEC championship game, and, and and Georgia was banged up. Like, Ladd didn't look good. Brock didn't look fully healthy. Like, you could tell, like, there's a hesitant, you know, being very hesitant at the top of his route. It's not really smooth. But there were not a lot of guys open. You know, people are giving Bobo flack. I'm not here to defend my old OC or not, but people are like, man, why is he being so conservative? Why is he doing that? There weren't a lot of spaces for guys to run wide open. I mean, those DBs impressed me so much for Alabama. Even that number nine who came in there, uh, and, and, and dude was balling out too. I was like, holy crap. Like they're just grown DBs, first rounders on trees there at Alabama. And I don't see playmakers for Michigan. You know, even to Georgia this year is, is taking a major step up when it comes to receivers and, and they were banged up, but still it's a good crew, especially with Bowers. And those guys can create separation. I just don't think Michigan has enough consistent weapons for me to think that they can move the ball up and down the field where I think Jalen could have three or four plays where that's all that they've proven they need three or four good plays, explosive plays, and they can win the football game pretty close somewhere in the you know low twenties. So um, I think, man, I think Alabama wins. I think this was Michigan's worst fear when they heard Alabama at four of like, damn it. Like you don't want to get, and how much, I mean, we talk about so much with, with Nick Saban and Kirby smart. Hardball's never won. You know, he's flopped in the playoffs. I mean, back-to-back years, got blown out by Georgia, massive disappointment last year versus TCU, and now you get Nick Saban in Alabama, and we know how good Nick Saban in Alabama is in, in, in the postseason. How much does that play a factor into this game? I think it has to play some factor. I think I go back to exactly what you said before mentioning Harbaugh, like just the draw for for Michigan in this one. You could tell there was a video going around that was viral yesterday on Twitter when Michigan found out they got Alabama. I I would have to imagine a fair amount of that room would have much rather played Florida State because what you said a second ago with how they match up defensively, like Alabama, if they can just be locked down in the secondary playing man coverage, there's nobody that's really like that, that game breaker that you're super worried about. And they can play in the trenches against Michigan. Like, I don't know how you are able to keep pace with Alabama if they do get leverage on you and get up by 10. Like, I don't like Michigan if they have to chase Alabama. Um, so I think I think all that's to say schematically that's probably the biggest concern. Now Jim Harbaugh and his lack of success in the playoff doesn't worry me maybe quite as much as probably that headline we'll read when we get to that point in the in the season. But I think it does have to hold some weight. You know, having having never done it probably does make you a little bit concerned. But I think this team is good enough to win. To be fair, they're good enough, but I don't like the matchup. All right, we had someone in the chat saying, uh, "What is it, Allen Crew? Bama Mission will be a boring game." Run right, run left, game over. It depends on what you like football wise. Like I like to me, this is the game that I prefer a little bit more. You know, because it's it, 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 it's more of a brand of this is this is football. This is hard nose line of scrimmage football. Like I don't think it's going to be Michigan Iowa this week with an Iowa offense that you you knew couldn't move the football. Like both these offenses do have enough on the offensive side to have some success. I just don't think it's going to be as much consistent success as the other game that we're about to get into where it's going to be 
you know, 40 yard bomb, 50 yard bomb, 60, there's bam, 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 you know, deep yeah. crosses, daggers, posts, goes all that. Like that's the other game. So, I mean, it all depends on the flavor you like. I like maybe a little bit more in between, you know, I do like some defenses. Like my, my, my ideal game is like a 32, 28, like that. Hmm. That's, that's a good defense, good offense. We had some good plays. We had some good defense. Like when games start getting into the forties, which I think this next game may, I kind of like lose a little bit of interest. Like, okay, we ain't out here playing freaking flag football. We're, we're still got helmets and shoulder pads on. Let's, let's play a little bit of defense. Um, so who wins early, early thought. And this may change a million times as you and I continue sure. to kind of dissect the game over the next few weeks. But like initial thoughts when you saw Michigan, Alabama, who wins? I think Georgia is probably a tougher test than Michigan for Alabama. I think Jalen Miller is playing the best football he has all season long. The scary thing, Aaron, I think they might even be getting better. I feel like they're continuing to like peak at the right time. Um, and it's not like they're playing outside of their roster. Like the roster is, is as good as they are playing and I, they might mm-hmm. even be getting better. So, uh, for those reasons, I like the matchup for Alabama and I'll take, I'll take, uh, them to win the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Alan Cruz, right? Man, this is a bad matchup for Michigan. You had, uh, advantage Saban, um, you know, major, major advantage. I think, I think Alabama's defense is too good. I love, 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 love their defense. So I'm with you. I think Alabama wins this football game. Alabama will be in the national championship. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. 
or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, the other game, like I said, going to be a little bit different. You know, you get some of the best, I think, two of the best receiving cores in America. Washington is three deep with three talented receivers. Uh, Texas got some pretty damn good receivers as well on their side. Two of the best quarterbacks in the country. Um, how do you how do you feel this one out when you when you look at these teams? Like which defense can hold up just enough to to maybe steal a turnover or steal one or two possessions? If I'm trusting the defense, I probably like Texas and, and what yep. they do stopping the run. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think anybody's probably stopping either receiving core in this one. Like mm-hmm. they're just two NFL wide receiver rooms. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know what to make of Washington. Because going into that Oregon game, I really thought, okay, the edge for the ducks here is the line of scrimmage. And then yep. we just saw Washington and Dylan Johnson straight up maul them. And so I, I if, if Washington's playing that way on the line of scrimmage, and then Michael Penix Jr. is dealing like he does to Roma Dunze and Jalen McMillan being healthy, like there's just so many ways for Washington to attack you. Now, I mean, to the exact same token, you could say the same thing about Texas. So this to me is the most confusing. Uh, and the funny part about that is we got this in a bowl game a season ago with both these teams yeah. being right around like nine and three, eight and four. So uh, we'll have to go back and watch that tape a little bit and get a good gauge for where we stand a year from uh, from that game. But uh, I think it's going to be, like you said, high scoring quarterback mm-hmm. duel, two transfer quarterbacks. Uh, yep. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Guys, I saw some article the other day and ESPN posted of it was incredible. The, 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 the per- how productive like where the production levels of, of like transfer quarterbacks in the country are like the majority of like the top 10 quarterbacks in college football this season were all guys that were at a different university previously just and we'll get into that i mean there's there's 10 11 elite quarterbacks in the portal uh we're, we're going to jump into that here in a little bit after we're done discussing this game um offense kind of very equal i would say you know, in my opinion, like I love both quarterbacks. I love both receiving cores. Maybe you feel a little bit better about but what Texas can do running the football. You know, they really haven't missed too much of a beat, even with Brooks out uh, with the ACL. But it, Texas, why both defenses aren't great, Texas at least has a front seven that can at least make you one-dimensional. Like, I don't even know if Washington attempts to run the football. You know, they may just say, you know what, Penix, like next three weeks, get that arm ready. You're going to throw the ball 50, 60 times. Like we're going true air raid style you know, just if we're going to, if we're going to go out, we're going to go out, swing it and we're going to put the ball into our best player's hands and you have to go out there and execute. Cause I just don't see Washington having a lot of success or, or really wanting to commit for four quarters to running the football against this Texas defense. Um, so that worries me a little bit. And I know Washington had success defensively versus Oregon, but JD, like that's a very different offense in Texas. Like Oregon yeah. is all about, as we know, the dinks, the dunks, the the bubbles, the screens, the quick slants, the the RPOs, the up tempo. Um, you know, at times push the ball vertically down the field, but that's not their game. Mm-hmm. Texas's game with viewers is pushing the ball down the field, and they have the element of the quick screens, the bubbles. Everyone has that as well, but his ability to push the ball down the field 
Which quarterback, though, in this game do you trust the most? You know, from a consistency standpoint, I probably I probably do trust Michael Penix. As good as Ewers has played the last couple of weeks, uh, we've seen at times Quinn Ewers play really, really well, and then we've seen him at times have a little bit of, of a drop-off, and not the same degree we saw from him last season where it was like, mm-hmm. hey, which Quinn Ewers is showing up? We're going to have 30 incompletions, or we're going to be throwing it around against Alabama. Like, what are we looking like here? Uh, much, much lower, uh, or much, I should say, higher floor for him this season. But, I mean, all mm-hmm. that to say, Michael Penix, He's just so poised. I mean, even yeah. post game when when they won the Pac-12, like I would have thought he was like on the phone with someone helping him with IT. Like he was just like not phased at all. No, no over emotion. I mean, he just is steady as it gets. So um, I think I probably lean Penix there, not by a wide mm-hmm. margin, but I probably do lean Penix in that spot just by nature of experience and poise. Yeah, me a little bit. I'm with you. Um, but Ewers in big games, Ewers seems to just do his thing. Like you he go does. back to your go versus Texas, you go uh, versus Alabama, excuse me, this year versus Alabama. And, and some of the games he had down the stretch. Uh, I love his game. I, th- I think he throws with, with uh, elite pro level anticipation. Like he hits his back step and bam, that ball's out. Like you better get your head around in a hurry if you're a receiver, tight end, because he's right on you right now. And it just, it really excites me. You know, every single time I see Ewers kind of in that zone doing his thing um two first-time coaches head coaches in this position too like this is different than the previous game where you had two experienced coaches two coaches that uh have been in the playoffs one obviously has has won multiple national championships the other one's looking for his first one looking for his first playoff win you have two really really good coaches in this game and 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 um, for those who listen to the show, they know that you know I'm pretty pumped that Stark finally kind of got that monkey off his back, got the 10 wins, won his first you know uh, conference title, got in the playoffs. I think he's done a great job this year, uh, third year at Texas. Uh, but DeBoer is one of the best in the game. Like his stats, winning is incredible. Advantage to which coach for you in this matchup? Man, I'll probably I'll lean Sark and I'll lean Sark because of the Saban trait that he has, mm-hmm. like the way that he talks about his team, uh, the, the way that they talk about their culture, the way they talk about the little things. Keelan Robinson's catching a touchdown and then he's going down and making a tackle on special teams. I, I, I wonder if that Saban juice that he's had from being around him, being his OC, being in the playoff and winning a national title. I wonder if that carries over. I think it will. And I also feel a little bit like, man, if you're Washington, they just have lived on the edge. Mm-hmm. For how many weeks? Not to say Texas hadn't had close games, but like I, li- yeah. I feel a little bit like Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad. Like they can't keep getting away with it, can they? Like they they can't keep getting away with they, it. They it's a good team like Texas, so we'll we'll see what happens. But that's probably where I lean. I'll lean Sark for the for the saving factor. Yeah, I, I love both. I mean, Devore may be one of the best coaches in America, and you know, I heard another show earlier today talking about if if Harbaugh does move to the NFL, would that be the guy Michigan targets? I think he would be. Number one for most big time programs. If if there is an opening, uh, it just be a matter of how much you know. Washington can open up that checkbook to keep him there if he wants to. Um, but we will see in that one. So which way you lean in in this one? We both had Alabama in the first game. Uh, initial breakdown of of today. Once again, I'm sure this will change before you know before that we actually kick off. But as of today, who wins this this other matchup in the playoffs? Dude, I've been wrong so many times on Washington. Like God, as many so games Washington's played, I've been wrong so many. T. Bob's been Nicole, the only one, and you're and we're both lucky. He's not on the show today to give us right. some shit. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. It does feel like to me, though, 
I, I don't think we're making this up. I don't think our eyes are deceiving us when it comes to Washington. Washington keeps finding ways to win. Mm-hmm. I'll lean Texas today uh, because I just think at some point in time, the the big bad wolf does show up if you cry wolf enough times. So I'll 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 triple down, quadruple down, whatever this is now on Washington losing to somebody. And uh, the good folks in Seattle, I'm sure, will let us know. And uh, we appreciate them for that. So I'll, I'll go ahead and take Texas today. All right. I'm taking Texas too. Uh, and then just real quick, we're not going to break down the game, but Texas-Alabama rematch. I, I think we're both feeling that one. Who wins the national championship? Alabama get revenge? Somebody, Nick Saban retire and walk off into the sunset, his greatest coaching performance of all time, you know, uh, decides to retire or does Sark get two on his former boss? I have a hard time believing that not just Nick Saban gets beats twice by the same team, but he loses two national championships in a row. Mm-hmm. The last time they were there, they lost the dogs. Have a hard time seeing that. So I'll go, I'll go Bama and uh, look forward to watching that one if we get it. See, I'm going Texas. I think Texas wins it. I think Texas is the most balanced team in this playoff. I think I think if Texas can get through Washington, what we just talked about, like what's their biggest issue? They they struggle against the past. Like mm-hmm. Alabama's not a team that wants to throw the ball consistently. Neither is Michigan. Like you are big enough, strong enough, good enough up front to to win in the trenches versus both those teams. Plus, I think you have the second most explosive offense in the playoffs. Um, I just think Texas is just they're, they're, once again like they are they are the most balanced of what they can do on both sides of the football. Michigan, Alabama want to beat you defensively, running the football. Um, Texas can beat you in defense. They can also beat you, obviously, throwing and running on that side of the football. So I, I lean towards Texas ends up winning this entire thing. All right, I want to get a quick question in here. Uh, John A. Schultz asks if FSU beats Georgia. Should they claim a national championship and hang a banner like UCF did uh, a few years ago? Uh, I'll answer this first and get your thought. I say no because there are going to be so many opt-outs on both sides. Like I know the line's like at 14 right now, but I guarantee you like FSU's probably not going to have their, their stud receivers. Um, Georgia's not going to have, I don't know how many guys. I mean, you think Georgia's mentality is this. We are a national championship team. We've won the past two. That's all we care about. Like that's that that's our standard. And if we ain't playing for that, do you really think they give a damn? I, it's the Orange Bowl. It's a great game. I just don't think they care. Like if you're a kid that's going to get drafted off that team, you've won your national championships. An Orange Bowl ain't getting me juiced at night. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. So I I just don't think that you're going to get a full Georgia team. But if if you're Florida State and you want to play. You know, what Texas did a few years ago, and Texas is back because they beat Georgia, who had, did the same thing. Then, hey, man, more power to you. I, I listen. I, I think you got snubbed anyway. So, if you want to hang a banner for being the dogs, then then go for it. The Kirby factor to me is fascinating here. Like, can Kirby Smart deliver the pregame speech of all pregame speeches to get those dudes dialed in to play in a game that's, like you said, not a college football playoff game, not the national championship, which is a different set of circumstances they've had in the past couple of years. Uh, I would agree with you there. The opt-outs here is going to be very, very curious to watch. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing I would say, too, for Florida State, the reason why you wouldn't hang a banner is because you wouldn't want to group yourself in with UCF, who at this point in time is now a power conference, power four conference yeah. kind of team now in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. But they have always looked down on that. There have been so many good people in Tallahassee that have made jokes about the banner. So to group themselves in in that you know room and say we're going to hang a national championship banner for uh, – a, a, ban- a game we didn't win. We'll, uh, I think that would be what would happen. But 
I'll, I'd be very curious to hear what folks in Tallahassee think about that, because I think it would be uh, beneath them in some ways. Yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, I do apologize to John. Everyone pronounces it Schult, but it's really Skolt. Skolt. I hope I said it right that time. I will make sure I get that right uh, going forward, John. Appreciate you jumping in the chat and, and leaving a comment. Uh, everyone, make sure we got about 300 people in there. Uh, hit that like, hit that subscribe. Appreciate everyone once again. Like, I need to rub it in T-Bob's face as he's drinking a beer at Epcot at some point this week. I want to send the text, kind of make that, you know, maybe ruin it just a little bit. Just a little bit. Don't want to piss him off too much, but um, just let him know that we got 10K while he's out there, you know, uh, hanging out with the princesses and, and Mickey and Minnie Mouse. All right, so that's that's kind of our thoughts on the playoffs. Going to be a lot more breakdown here uh, over the next few weeks. Let's get into what On3 specializes in. Obviously, you guys do a hell of a job at everything. But, like, if I need transfer portal stuff, like you know where I'm going. I'm going On3, man. You guys do a hell of a job. Uh, man, you did, like, a two-and-a-half-hour breakdown earlier today. I saw I'm going to have to get on that at some point just to get some more updates. So, uh, Or I'll just actually get, every, get everything right now. Uh, but the portal's been popping. It's been popping for like a week, but officially open now. And I, I, I want to start with the quarterbacks first because it's the most important position, obviously, out there. And I'm just going to write off some names real quick just for everyone that, that doesn't know. Uh, here are some of the quarterbacks currently in the portal. Dante Moore, Cam Ward, Will Howard, Riley Leonard, Dylan Gabriel went in this morning, Oklahoma quarterback, Kyle McCord, Ohio State quarterback, DJU, Will Rogers, I heard, I saw you guys say he's going to Washington. Come on, baby. Get out of the SEC. And then Tyler Van Dyke. A lot of top quarterbacks in the portal right now. We're not going to get through each one of them. Uh, if you want that, you know, go to go to on three. They do a great job kind of breaking it all down. And obviously, we'll keep you updated with all the guys and where they move on. But JD, I want to get your top five quarterbacks. Like if, if I'm a team, if I'm Ohio State right now and my quarterback just hit the portal. Where my what's my Christmas list of five quarterbacks that I want? You know, I think the most proven guy in the entire portal. I don't know if he's a fit for Ohio State, but who I would probably go after if I'm just a generic university. Like I think Dylan Gabriel makes a, a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going on his sixth year of college football, potentially done it at a lot of different places, done in different conferences. Um, I feel like I know what I'm getting with him if I brought him in. So he's my number one guy. Number two, uh, you know, I would probably go with Will Howard for a similar reason, played a lot of football. I think he might be a guy that gets to the right spot and just explodes. Like Kansas Mm -hmm. state, as good as they are and as good as he was there, it's not, you know, exactly a quarterback friendly offense. It's not something where you get to really strut your stuff too much. And so seeing him against Texas throw for like four touchdowns and lead them charging back, I think he's got some more juice. And so wherever he lands, I think he's going to be a hot commodity USC in the mix there. I know Lincoln Riley went to visit him. Uh, Cam Ward for me at three, same reason with Will Howard, like just, Huge upside, huge boom mm-hmm. factor. Now, this is his second transfer. He was at Incarnate Word, now transferred to Washington State, and now transferring to who knows where. Um, I would, I'm going to keep an eye on, on Ohio State there just because I think with uh, with what he presents as like a dual threat, it feels yeah. like for years now that's kind of been an issue for them. Like, mm-hmm. no knock on CJ Stroud, no knock on Kyle McCord, but I'm watching JJ mm-hmm. McCarthy go playground mode against us. I want to get someone who can do a little bit for us as well in ad lib. Uh, so I like him. Uh, Riley Leonard. I was doing this list, Aaron, and I was like, I got a guy who might be in the first round here outside of yeah. my top three, like, it, which is just that. That's how deep it is. Oh. Um, I don't know that I don't like him better at a place like Auburn with his skill set, with that RPO system and just how talented he is throwing the football. Um, 
kind of the same thing. Like you just kind of know what you're getting with him. He's got a ton of ability. Then at five, I'll go your boy Will Rogers. Let's get him out of the SEC. Get him out. Of when there. it comes to when it comes to production, man, like very very few that have done what he's done. Uh, obviously yourself being one of them, but very few that can do what he's done in that conference. And I think that should hold some weight. So those are my top five. Uh, but a, a pretty pretty deep group. Pretty deep group. And might it might get deeper here going forward. We'll see. Yeah. Um uh you definitely need all right, like we have a little super chat. Appreciate you turning young Dante Moore to Ohio State. Mom has an illness and she has moved from Michigan to Ohio. Um can can not confirm that, but um does make sense. I was not overly impressed with him this year, but hell, he's a freshman. So, like, I, I, I don't want to, you know, rush the judgment of of a young kid, obviously, with a lot of talent, playing his first year in, in what we've seen was a more competitive Pac-12 this season. Uh, yeah, I, I, big subplot that someone that put in the messages, too. You know, my records need to stay alive, especially when a guy gets five years to break a four-year record. Will Rogers, get your ass out of the SEC. I'm kidding. I like Will. Mike Will, I got a good. I did have one of his. I, I had the second to last game. He came up to me and did say, "Hey, man, your records are safe." So, <laughs> a little insider trading there, maybe. Yes. I said, Thank you. I'm not going to use it in the broadcast, but I do appreciate you letting me know that my records are safe. All right. Uh, some other big news, and and you know, JD Bikel joined us right now. Uh, you can catch him on on three. Got some of the best flow, just like our boy T Bob in the game. Uh, so go over there, subscribe, all that good stuff. Back to saying now, uh, I saw saw a tweet from Evan Stewart saying that they don't did not get paid all that money from a couple of years ago, which is kind of hard for me to fathom. That that you know, I kind of felt like he was making mid six figures to maybe low low you know even a mill. Um, do you believe it? And and does that is Elko trying to keep that crew together? You think? Because I thought, man, you get Elko in, give him a week to to talk to all those guys keep all those four and five star guys on the roster and you got a pretty damn good team heading into next year. Do you think he really cares about that? Or are we going to see like a, maybe a mini Dion situation where, you know, he's fine with some guys leaving and, and he's just going to bring in a whole new group of guys uh, through the portal himself. I think it's one of those things where you kind of got to make the standard pretty clear. And you've, yep. you've been around multiple coaches, Aaron, like there is good, good teams have a standard and a way of doing things. And if I'm Mike Elko, I make it very clear what it is. Are you with us? If you are, great. We'd love to have you. You're super talented. But if not, uh, we're Texas A&M. We mm-hmm. can and will recruit well, and we will win without you. We're not gonna. We're not gonna keep talent uh, for the for the sake of keeping talent. We're gonna we're gonna make sure we have guys that are gonna contribute to what we want to do here. Um, in regards to the Evan Stewart and the conversation around, well, we weren't paid this or you know whatever was subliminally communicated through that Instagram caption. Uh, that doesn't sound correct to me. I mean, also, if, if you're a big-time wide receiver, shouldn't you get paid? Now, maybe he's saying, hey, I wasn't getting money directly from A&M. It was coming from other deals we got set up ourselves or, or what have you. Um, would have to imagine there's a fair amount of opportunities in Bryan College Station. But, yeah, yeah as a whole, like, NIL is is no longer, like, taboo or – dirty it's like no you, you should go create opportunities for yourself go create value for yourself like nick zabin says and uh, a&m's a great place to do that so that's kind of my thought on that whole thing aaron turner young man we need, need a little insider over here getting all the getting some good scoop walter nolan you know who needs walter nolan's georgia they need some, some defensive line possibly get some big boys up there up front something that you know kind of kicked their butt this weekend something that we're not used to seeing but damn turner young just got all the the inside scoop over here i mean he, so you got some openings at on three? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have him uh, direct message us, huh? No, yeah. that's, that's, uh, 
That'd be, something. Fit. That'd be a long way to go. That'd be a long yeah. way for him to leave, to leave the, I feel like a lot of those guys would want to stay in the SEC. Uh, Dobby in chat, Aaron, did you ever let that poor kid from high school have your retired number? I got to look up what his stats are. So JD, what would you do in this situation? I, um, won a state championship in high school, Mr. You know, Florida records, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So like they retired my number, this kid, sophomore transferred in from another school, played JV football the year before, like five catches for like 50 yards, transferred into my high school, hits me up in my DMs and says, Hey, Aaron. Number 11's always been my number. Um, you know, I saw that it was retired at plant. Could you please allow them to unretire it so I could have it? Okay. Um, I did never responded. I probably should have at least responded, but yeah. I'm like, um, kind of thinking like, maybe I'll look in like, if he's a baller and earns it, maybe I'll kind of then, you know, jump back in and say, yeah, yeah, you can have it. Like, am I being an asshole? Am I being a Grinch or should I let the kid have it? Or should I let him earn it? Uh, I would ask you his name, but I don't want to add him. So let's just say his name is John. Yeah. Say, John, how about you never direct message me again until you break some records in the state of Florida or <laughs> you become Mr. Football in the state of Florida or you have the juice to ask a question like this. I don't care that it was your number. I don't care that that this means huh? something to you. You know what? I, I wore this number and I did a lot of good things in it. They retired it for a reason. You don't just get your your number retired because you asked for it. All right. So I I would probably I mean you I think were I think you were nice, Aaron, to to yeah. even to even uh think about this. But I would if someone asked to unretire my number, if my number ever got retired, I'd be like, dude, absolutely not. That thing is staying with mm-hmm. me unless you are gonna be the greatest of all time. Unless LeBron yeah, James, unless you're like a baller. Like, come on, come on. Like you can't come out of retirement just for some kid that's gonna be and I don't know, maybe he is. I've never seen him, I haven't seen the highlights. I just know based on freshman year, like it, He's a freshman. Like we talk about Dante yeah. Moore. You're, you're young. You know, you maybe you, you blossom to something. Unless but it's meaningful. Like, number 11 is like, going to hey, make you a stud. Yes. Unless like, hey, my grandfather wore this. It would mean a lot if I could wear it for a season. I don't even know. Maybe man. we can talk about it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you need to get no. the uh, the NIL game a little bit here. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you can wear it. How about you, I don't know, wrap me a yeah, me, check and we'll talk about yeah, it. What, what, hey, what, are your mom, what, are, what does your mom and dad do? Yes. That's they want to pay for it. Question. How much do you really like that number 11? I, I saw Cam talk about that when he got drafted by the Panthers. I forgot who was the quarterback there that that had number two. And he said, Cam, you can pay me a million bucks for it. Jimmy Clausen. Like, yeah. yeah, Jimmy Clausen. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. Cam's like, no, like I'll take one. Screw you. And I'll make sure you never see the field ever again. Uh, I yeah, think that's kind of what his thoughts were. Clipboard. Um, all right. Well, that is J.D. Bikel joining us from On3. Make sure you go check him out. They are, if you want more Portal news, uh, they did a great show earlier today. I think it was you and Andy Staples um, yeah. kind of breaking some stuff, 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 um, stuff down. They'll be doing it, obviously, throughout this whole transfer portal window uh, for the next month, month and a half. And obviously, great breakdowns as well. Uh, getting you ready for playoffs, bowl games, all that good stuff. JD, man, appreciate you jumping on with us today. Always, man. Happy to be on. It's uh, a wild time in college football. Blast talking about it with you, brother. You have a great rest of your portal Monday. You too, man. All right, so kind of give the lay down the land for the next few days. Tomorrow, we're going to go Big Ten shopping. We're going to be talking to Michigan with former Michigan All-American tight end Jake Butt. Also, Adam Bredeman, former tight end at Penn State, will be joining us. Talk a lot of Michigan, their thoughts heading into the game, uh, a little overview of the Big Ten this year. On Sunday, we're going to be bringing, or excuse me, Sunday, Wednesday, Cole Kublik will be joining the show uh, to talk about it from the Alabama side. You know, what his thoughts are from Alabama, 
We'll also do like an SEC rewind talk as well, kind of break down what we liked, what we didn't like from the SEC. Uh, what are some of the changeups we're going to see with some of these coaches, players moving around, all that good stuff. So make sure you continue to stay with us all week long. And don't forget, we got to get to 10K, boys. This week is the goal, so I can rub it into uh, T-Bob. Uh, but let's jump, let's jump real quick. Our big partner, DraftKings, got a message for you. Can you believe that we're this deep in the NFL season? Well, check it out. We got to make every second count. And with the DraftKings Sports Recap, you can make the most out of every game day. You can bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. And right now, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on any NFL matchup. That's right. Any NFL matchup right now, $5, you get $150 instantly in bonus bets. You want to bet your hometown team, you want to be away team. It's all there for you. And remember, if you're returning customers, always great game day deals and boosts and offers going down on the DraftKings app. And you can always do your multi-game or same-game parlay. So get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You download the app now. You use the code TBOB. Okay, if you're a new customer, T-B-O-B, new customers, $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code T-Bob, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. The eligibility Deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. We had to get at least one visual of T-Bob, and maybe we'll get some pictures of him uh, down in Disney World with his family to put on the show tomorrow. Don't forget, tomorrow we got our Big Ten show. Wednesday will be SEC, and we're working on a nice little guest for Thursday as well. So tune in 1 p.m. Eastern every single day to stay up to tune with everything going on in college football. Aaron Murray, we'll see you tomorrow. The Volume. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.